Welcome to our world. Ned, how are you today, my friend? How's everything with you? Everything is good with, everything's good with me. Everything's lovely, my friend. Nice weekend. Uh, seen some great movies this weekend. And I do have, uh, I have to make two corrections that I've been thinking about this brain, burning my brain. One, I mentioned last show about God sending uh, 42 bears to kill some children. It was two bears who killed 42 children. <laughs> okay, so I want to clear that up to let you know I know what I'm talking about. It was two female bears killed 42 children. But the rest of the story was correct. And second, the Boys to Men thing. I seen the Boys to Men movie. It made me rehash all oh, their new music. Movie? Yeah, new edition. Oh. And you want to know something? They have a hell of a uh, library of music. So I have to... Any disrespect that I had towards New Edition, I take back. They had some great songs. So I could kind of see people of a certain generation saying that they were a great group. Still will argue, no way in the world the best group ever. It just can't happen. I mean, yeah, I, I, I think Boys to Men were a better group than they were. Yeah, I, I was still arguing, I think, up until Sunday night. The people responded to my posts on Instagram that I had commented on the guy who made the, um, he thought New Edition was the greatest group, and uh, I replied, and people were going back and forth as to why uh, they were. One guy had the nerve to say, well, I can't be Boys to Men because they were influenced by New Edition. And I'm like, well, just because you're influenced, you can still succeed your, the person that influenced you to become better than. Yeah, I'm sure Jerry Rice was influenced by a lot of wide receivers before him. It didn't stop Jerry Rice from actually becoming the greatest wide receiver of all time. Chicken yeah, I, commercial notwithstanding. <laughs> yeah, that's the same. It, it, it was a crazy weekend. Um, as I'm pretty sure everybody knows was the quote-unquote Muslim ban. Oh yeah, and uh, uh, some it's always going to be something. You know, don't want to be a political show, but the climate is going to uh, make sure that you talk about politics at some point every time that you, almost every time that any group of people get together right now, for whatever reason, you're going to talk politics for at least a little while, unless your head's in the sand. You know, yeah, I agree. Trump is doing the old okie doke what he does is he he deflects by saying everything he's doing is just like a an offshoot of what obama already did or what the obama administration didn't do and and it, it's, it's kind of crazy but you know it's also good to know that we still have laws in place that kind of protect us because he has 18 bills i can't even believe the man already has 18 bills out there that are just being held up in Congress right now, which you know, in the Senate, in the Senate, so it's not like he could sign off on them because he just can't pass whatever he wants, and that's why some people just need to relax, breathe a little bit. You know, we don't have a king; we have a president. There are still laws in place that protect us. Yeah, know? I agree. And and that and that's where we get to take the chill pill a little. You know, people are still, I guess, in the honeymoon phase when the media amps up on them and they will amp up on them 
when they feel like it's totally out of control, because this is the thing that's going to affect everybody. Think about this. It affects sports, business people, doctors. We have doctors doing goodwill work in other countries. You know, yeah, they... It, 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 it becomes the same when you, you can't even go to another country or... Being that he's not accepting people from certain countries, they they're not going to accept our people. It's just it's going to be insane next couple of four years. We keep saying, yeah, and then they're going to have to pressure him at some point in time and say, Trump, we want to see those tax returns. I mean, he has supposedly the right not to show, but they have to bother him day and night, like he bothered Obama about a birth certificate. We want to see those tax returns. We want to know. That if you are a man of the people, you one pay taxes on everything you're supposed to, and don't claim to be the multi-billionaire super brain if you're not. Yeah, I said the same thing. I felt like if you're not showing your tax returns, which he said he will show once he wins the presidency, then he says he's not going to release his tax returns. So to me, you you have something to hide. Either you have money interest in other countries or you're not as rich as you are claiming to be. So something there that, because for him to be the only one that never releases tax returns, he's trying to hide something. Yeah, yeah, he's the first since Nixon. I mean, and that predates a lot of people who would even hear my voice as life. Nixon is, we talking early 70s. So that's every president since has done this. I mean, you know, Donald Trump is really starting off and he's making people think that, damn, George Bush Jr., George W. Bush, the second George, was not that bad. And we know he was horrible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think people miss those days now. Who thought they was, you would say that? Yeah, well, the guy's got some hell of a work ethic for a 70-year-old. At some point, at 70, 70 has to kick in even for a dude who might take a lot of drink, a lot of coffee and, and, and caffeine. He has to act like a 70-year-old at some point and say, damn, I need to breathe, doesn't he? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with I don't know who's in his head, who's in his ear. I just, it's like he, he thinks he's a king. Yeah, you know, I was telling somebody today, it's like he, he he's in a rush to do so much so fast. Like he has this timer that's on and, and it's, it's constantly ticking and he knows like, oh, shit, I don't have much time. Let me do what I got to do, do it, do it, do it, do it, you know. Because he's not taking a, a second to breathe. You know, a, I would think a smart man would go, you know what, I'm pissing these people off. They march. I mean, damn, America has not ever really been a country in our lifetime because it didn't live through the civil rights where there's been a constant flow of nothing but pickets and marches. I mean, this goes back to Obama's days, too. But it seems like in the streets of America, people are picketing something or another all the time. This used to be stuff that we would see on the news from other countries. Yeah, that's a. Uh, um, I feel like now we, our democracy is has dropped a little bit. Yeah, I mean, damn! It's like every time you pick, you know, you, you Seattle was it Seattle yesterday? They had massive crowds. North Carolina state that I didn't even think the amp they did it at the airports here too. Yeah, New York had them as well. I was like, it, it's the same. The taxi cabs went on strike. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I heard. Well, when you think about taxi cab drivers in New York, it's usually a business, for the most part, that most of them are farm-born. Yeah. 
and and I'm pretty well. I don't want to say all, but a lot of them are Muslim. Yes, uh, uh, you know, a lot of them, a lot of Muhammads. Yeah, yeah. You know, when you look at the IDs, I've never seen it where uh, uh, yellow cabs in New York is like a staple of the city. I've haven't I haven't lived to see them actually go on strike, and for them not to be picking up people at the airport, which is a big way as to most of them get their money from trips from the airport. For them not to be working that day says a lot. Yeah, and when you think about that, New York bans what we call in New York City gypsy cabs. Gypsy cabs are not Ubers or what's the other one? Uber, Lyft. Lyft. They are like just the local, local neighborhood. See, in a lot of states they would have it. Local neighborhood taxi cab stands. They're not actually, they're allowed to drop off at the airports, but they're not allowed to pick up fares at the airport. So, yeah. the yellow cab, because they had those medallions, they were the ones who had the rights to, they could pick you up anywhere, in front of anywhere. The hotels, courts, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, that's because they have these people paying for those medallions, and then you might have three to four drivers under one medallion. Man, do you I know how much they, they cost? Too. Yeah, like they're, a they're quarter right. of a million dollars to get those medallions. Yeah, and this is why you need three or four drivers just to try to make that money back or yeah. to pay off the person that sponsors it for you. Yeah, those people must hate Uber and Lyft. They must hate them because they're like, damn, man, it's just Joe Blow with his car. He out here making money. Well, speaking as a, a, a young black guy that lived on uh, uh, East Harlem, which is close enough to the Upper West, Upper East Side, I couldn't get a cab. Yellow cabs just wouldn't stop. There's been times I was in the pouring down rain with my daughter, and the cab was still pass me by. So when Uber, Lyft, and all the other uh, taxi apps came into the city, I was all for it. Because you should never have to be in the rain, and it takes you a half an hour or so just to get a cab to stop. Yeah, people think that's some kind of, people think that's some kind of myth that's only perpetuated on television and in black movies. It's very true. I don't know how many times that I've been in shirt, suit, tie, sports jacket, and could not get a cab myself. It's, and I'm, it's, I'm it's not your stereotypical, you know, I don't look like no fucking 50 cents when I'm out in the world. You know, yeah, I, I'm a corny looking uh, black dude. Yeah, that's why I don't, I don't understand it. So when you ain't complain, and they also, if you live in the so-called urban communities, there's no yellow cabs riding around there. So, yeah, we grew up with gypsy cabs. Yeah, so you can't have a monopoly and then say get mad if another company tries to service the same area because you're not you're not actually servicing that area. So that's a so you're all for it. So it's a thumbs up to those businesses because it's actually helped the inner city. I love Lyft. I loved Uber. Now in the city, they, we have green cabs. So it'd be green versus yellow, but they have certain zones they can't pick up passengers in. Okay, see, this is all new stuff to me, man. You you live and you learn. I right, yeah, you live and you learn. I um, that is a beautiful thing. I mean, here I don't worry about it so much. I drive everywhere I go, but I've I've had times where I've not had my car because I've been sick, and you know you you don't want to drive. Yeah. And I have caught cabs, and we have like uh. Oh, what is it? We have a Migo taxi. This shit is straight up Dominican Republic, but in North Carolina. <laughs> and I am talking neon 
green and yellow. You see this fucking cab from like nine <laughs> miles away. It's like a, a oh man, it's the ugliest fucking car you ever want to see it. But they they're all over, and you call and they make you wait forever. You know, it's like almost getting a cab in the Dominican Republic, but you just happen to be in America. So when they say 15 minutes, they mean 37 minutes. But you, <laughs> so you got, have to call for those cabs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You call them. You give them your information. But, you know, here it's at least still a cash business. None of that. I mean, I don't use the Uber, and I didn't use them when I went to Vegas because I just refused to give my credit card information. I'm still, I still want to pay for certain certain services in cash i feel okay. comfortable paying a cabbie cash say, i don't even i tend not to carry cash anymore i'm not a i'm not a cash guy okay well we then you know what i want to talk about that because it's a funny thing i stand on line behind people say walmart blah 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 home you know and you name the place and sometimes people actually are using their cards for a dollar eighty-seven cent purchases, and that oh, I'm not with. I, I I got a problem with that. I mean, first of all, you hold me up with your fucking card. I mean, it's, I just think that there's a certain amount of cash. I don't know if people think about this or not. Say the electricity goes off, you have no physical money because you need an ATM. Yeah, it's been blackouts where I had to suffer. Listen, you, you're grown up. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just a, a, a bit of advice out there. You should always keep a certain amount of green money I keep in your a, home. I have a, I have a uh, yeah, I, ha I have a, like an emergency stash. But um, like when I'm out and about, I really don't, I very rarely do I carry cash on me. If I carry cash, I probably just came from an ATM or something like that. Yeah, but I, I, I'm still, I'm, I'm old school, man. I still believe that uh, cash is king, and there's a certain amount of cash that you, you just have to have on hand. Even now, when you loan people money, and they be like, oh, when they're going to pay me back, they send it to me through a cash app, or they put it in my bank account. I never. Well, I got all that PayPal shit, and I got that other stuff when I was dealing with you guys playing fantasy football. So I kept those accounts open. But I don't do anything with them. I, huh. you know, I, I go online and I make purchases all the time. And they uh, give you those options. Do you want to use PayPal or Bitcoin and things like that? I don't get involved. I'll go through my credit card company if that's the case. If that's the way I can pay, I'd rather just pay through my credit card. I have yet to have a problem. Even though I did have a problem down here once, I went to a uh, gas station and I gassed up. And I think the uh, the uh, the attendant might have been a little, you know, he was dirty motherfucker. Oh, and shady. I got home, and then some. Some just told me, you know, like sometimes your mind tells you something. You should always listen to yourself. So I checked my card, and sure enough, some crazy fucking purchase had been made for some kind of electronic item that I was in no electronic store, and the only <laughs> place that I could say that I went was to this one gas station, which we never go to down here anymore. We we avoided it. First of all, I gassed up there, and the day that I pumped gas, I could have sworn that I heard nothing but air going to my tank because when I got in the car, my gas gauge didn't move a drop. 
So I pumped $20 worth of air into my tank, basically. Because you could always hear the gas. Nothing. I was like, hey, man, I'm I'm still on. How the hell did I just put $20 and I'm still on E? In in, in North Carolina, dude, they have people that pump your gas or Mm -hmm. you have to pump your own gas? You get out the car and you do all that shit yourself, man. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, in New Jersey, they pump your gas for you. Yeah, Jersey's one of the few states that still have that kind of thing going on. And I feel like, um, am I supposed to give you a tip for pumping my gas? I I still don't know how that works. Yeah, yeah, you you, come on now. You know how that goes. Be a good person. Anybody provides you, anybody that provides you with any kind of service, tip them. But this is what happens. Like I said, I normally carry my card. So if I stop for gas, I'm normally putting it on my card. I can't tip you if I only have my card. Let me ask you a question. I do have a change drill. Let me ask you a question. Now, this is the perfect place and example. When I go to Vegas, I make sure that I keep a certain amount of... I break 20s to get 5s and 1s because I do not... I must say, I, I say I spend seven days in Vegas, right? Yeah. That's breakfast, lunch, most times dinner. Well, breakfast, lunch, dinner. At least two meals a day. I go to at least five, six bars per day. I might go to a club. Uh, the guy gets me cabs. I must tip easily three to $400 just on a trip. So it's impossible for me to do that unless I keep cash in my pocket. Yeah. You know, I can't tell a dude who's... Because I just don't feel right. Guy hails me a cab. He opens the door. I get in the cab. And I see people do it all the time. And they just go, like, you know, you're my servant. You No, I go in my pocket and I give the guy money. Because, I, you know what? I, I've never, I've been fortunate. I've never had to have a service industry job. But my mother always used to tell me when I was a kid, you see that waiter? Thank God that's not your mother's son. Oh, yeah. And she works off of tips. So I have, I'm very, I get angry when people don't think that they have, they should tip people. Because I have yeah, buddies, I, I have I'm buddies, man, who will argue, fuck them, I ain't tipping them shit, that's their job. No, it's their job, but, you know, they also provide a service. You're the same dude that'll tip a, a stripper. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. And they don't even realize that the actual waitresses, they don't even make minimum wage. They make below minimum wage because they rely on their tips. Yes, I mean, you know, damn. You you you, uh, you tip anybody. You tip a fucking guy. If he hands you a towel in the bathroom, tip him. Oh, I hate the bathroom attendant. I do give a tip, but I hate. I don't see a need for there to be a bathroom attendant. It annoys the crap out of me. I don't. I feel horrible for those people that that's what life has come to. You got to sit there and smell the shit all day, and then you got to worry about people not. Some I've seen people not wash their hands to avoid leaving the tip. For the bathroom attendant. See now that <laughs> I don't understand that one, but you know it's, it takes all types of people on this planet to make this bad boy go around. You know what? I always like to say that I'm going to give a tip. It's just friendly advice, people. It's not never something that you should do. Well, I got this big burly beard, right? And online Instagram, especially people that deal with Instagram, everybody's an authority on beards. Everybody. <laughs> Because right now, everybody's wearing, you know, as big a beard as they possibly can. So there's 9 million companies out there 
that have orals, this, that, and the other. I'm going to save you a couple of dollars. Don't buy shit. If you ha but it only applies to men who live with women. I guarantee your woman in her cupboard has five or six things that she uses for her hair that she doesn't use anymore. Make those shits your own. Yeah. It's got the oils. It's got that same shit oil that that dude is saying, I got the best oil, blah, blah, blah. My wife is giving me some oils and some gels and some uh, <laughs> all kinds of shit. Save me hundreds of dollars because she has so much hair product, she could open a hair salon. Women buy that shit by, like, they just buy it all the time. You yeah, know, they... I, I see these companies, they, I guess it's a niche because guys are having beards now and it's this big thing. So let's corner that market. Let, let's sell them a conditioner that they already have in their house. We're just going to repackage it. Yeah. You know what? You tell your woman and she'll go like this. Shit, I got four bottles that have that kind of shit in it. If, if that's the case, give me the money. Keep the money in the house. Don't give it to the stranger claiming to be uh, the beard expert when you already got a rocking ass beard your own. You don't need to get some, you know, pay somebody. Don't pay somebody until you have to. Use all the resources you have in your own home. Then go out and pay for some crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, I try to tell people that all the time. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. We love to throw away money, man. We love to throw away money. And, you know, thinking of, like, couples. I, I've been with my woman for a long time now. Married 20 years. Together 22 plus, I guess. Are you, I want to ask you a question. Are you mm -hmm. like us? We have a, basically a secret language that we could use around other people and almost have a full conversation and never say, and it's all English because it's not like we two fucking lunatics and we speaking speaking Klingon. <laughs> but we could use words that we've given totally different meanings in the English language and hold a whole conversation while we're sitting there. And we could do it right in front of the person. They would have no clue. They would just say, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> no, I don't have that. I don't have that language. You don't, have, you don't have like these cold words that you and your woman could say in front of other people and nobody knows what you're talking about. Nope. The only thing I, could, I know to look on her face when she's either upset or getting upset or, oh, wow. or, or when she's pissed off at me for saying something I wasn't supposed to say. You know what? I, I need to ask more people because I'm wondering if that's common or uncommon. Because I, I can say that I've never done this in, in a relationship when I was younger before this. But this one, we've just... I guess it's because we've traveled around a lot of people. we met a lot of different kinds of people. And sometimes you just need to be like, can you believe this motherfucker? And so you can't say, can you believe this motherfucker right in their face unless you just want to go there. And you could say it in a whole nother way that only you understand. Okay, I'm going to post that question to anybody else. If I, I'm interested. Is it common for couples to have their own secret language? And I ain't talking, like I said, none of that Klingon bullshit, you know, <laughs> some crazy shit because you like a, a uber nerd because... That's not the story over here. When you have, um, speaking of relationships, we just had this debate this weekend. It's, it's a two-part question. Do you, even when you're dating or with your, with your wife, would you allow her to pick up a check or pay bills in the house? Uh, you want to know something? Uh, to a degree, no. 
I mean, I can never, I can't sit here and lie and say, I think that when we go out, we do take turns. We are, we have a weird thing like that. Okay. Where sometimes it's just, my wife will just throw, like we go to a bar and sometimes my wife will be, we're having a drink and she just put $40 down and that covers the next couple of drinks. Mm-hmm. Nobody, it's never a question of who's going to do what. Never. Now that's, that's wrong. It's your turn. It's your turn. No, no, none of that. But yeah, I agree with that. I, 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 some people was like they never let the woman pay when they go out, or they don't pay any. They don't contribute to any of the bills in the house. I felt like if I'm if we're both working, why am I only uh, using my income to maintain both of our lifestyles? No, well, see, if that's the case. There have been times where I've been the only one paying some of the bills. Like, something like, okay, the rent's mine, blah, blah, blah. The cable's mine, blah, blah, blah. But your hair, the money that you should be putting in the fucking bank account, things of that nature, that shit's on you. Your credit card's on you. I'm not paying your credit cards. I love you to death, but I'm not paying your credit cards. Yeah, you you're not I'll... paying my credit cards. Yeah, I'm, I agree with that. I'm, um, yeah, your personal stuff is your personal stuff. Yeah, but nobody ever gets in a position where they're ever hurting. Because, see, there's this, uh, we, I believe in three things. There's your money, her money, house money. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Okay. But, but a, couple, a couple where a man can't have his woman buy him a meal, I don't understand what kind of 1842 shit that is because it's your woman. Your yeah, I'm like, gender roles, why do you want to She wants that? to do that for you. Why would you, if she, you wouldn't turn her down from cooking you a nice meal? I think people expect, like, uh, I'm the man, so I have to be pay, I have to pay all the house bills. or It's, it's like a macho thing. Yeah, but what, what kind of gold star do you get from that? You get nothing. If she, first of all, you, she's got it. It's a part of her independence to be involved. It's 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 a partnership. Partners do partnership shit. They don't do. I do my thing. You do your thing, man. For years, I would get paid. Boom, boom, boom. I would take the money that belonged to me out, and every other dime I would give to her. And I so have no like, problem. But you want to know something? I never knew a day of brokenness. Never. Yeah, I agree. It's a it's a thing when how about like when you're dating and do you think a woman should have to pay? She pays for fucking everything she needs to pay for. You have no obligations to a woman you're dating. And see that's where this no, is let's say like the first couple of days. Do you expect No, her no, to... no, 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 no. Oh, how are yeah. you gonna win over? You you a bum. Exactly. <laughs> you're a fucking bum. I mean, she you know what? You shouldn't be the only guy who likes, if you're the only guy who likes a particular woman, then damn, something's wrong with that woman. Yeah, I agree. So there are other guys out there in the world who are going to like her. I right? have a friend who, he doesn't drink, and he, he was going on these dates with these, this girl, and he would always pick up the dates, but it was one time we were out, and he asked her, hey, do you want to go out to eat? And she was like... No, they went to go see a movie, and then I was going out to eat, and she was like, "He was like, hey, my, I'm, um, do you want to go eat?" 
And she was like, no, I don't want to go eat. Well, he's like, well, I'm going to go meet one of my other friends who's headed out to eat. So all of a sudden, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll go. So um, when she went, she, she had ordered some drinks, and then she didn't like them. But she ended up drinking them anyway, and then she ordered another drink, a different drink that she didn't like. And when the bill came, he picked it up. And then we went to a comedy club. You know, when you go to a comedy club, it's a two-drink minimum. Yeah, I've been to those shitholes. So he was like, we've been out all day. I already spent a couple hundred dollars, and she wouldn't pick up his two two cokes. Well, that's you know what. At the end of the night, you get her home, you say goodbye, delete the number, unfriend. That's basically what he did. <laughs> that's unfriend he did. or every 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 matter of fact, block her. You don't even want this fucking heifer having access to your shit. And I'm not petty to say block people because I don't do that. But in that instance, see, because my dating days are pre-social media days. Yeah. Okay. By the time social media had, you know, me and my wife first got married, AOL was the big thing. <laughs> you understand? There was no fucking social media. Yeah, yes. There was forums. There was forums. There was no fucking um, news groups. News groups was big. You, yeah. Chat you couldn't room. get a phone. You couldn't get a phone call because you was blocking up the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you were online, that was it. You know. <laughs> oh man, that fucking AOL. And you sit there and you pray for that sound to go through because if it didn't, you wasn't gonna have no fun that night. It was like your world. Oh shit, this thing is started. It's like heroin in my veins. This internet. You know, but. Just one rule. You know, my father taught me, and I think in certain things he taught me really well. He told me when I was young, no matter how bad the date goes, get a woman to her door. And I, as a kid, I would say, what does that mean? Why would he tell me that? And as I got older, he said, listen, it's quite simple. If something happens to that woman, that young lady, that night when she left your presence because you were a dickhead, and you refuse to get her to the del to the door, you would never be able to get that guilt off your chest for the rest of your entire life. Yeah, that's true. I had a girl that I dated. We only went on like two dates. We went out one night, was working down in Wall Street area, and we drank like fish, I mean like savages. Savages, she told me, could you stay tonight? Could you stay tonight? Could you stay? And I, no, 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 I'm going home, I'm going home. Actually, I wanted to go hang out with the guy. This woman died of asphyxiation that night. And I used to always think about her. I say, damn, man, if I was there, I could have saved her life. Not that it was my fault. Yeah. But I was saying, if I stayed that night, because I never knew a woman that I went out on a date with, and the same night she passed away. And she was a very young woman. I mean, we're talking our early 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit happens. But even af after that, I've said, you know what? I don't give a damn how bad the date goes. Cause I went out on a date with a chick. We went and seen Luther Vandross. Oh, out, uh, where the hell? Uh, in Jersey. We went and seen her in Jersey at uh, uh, what well, was not the Meadowlands. Uh, what the hell was the Brendan Byrne Arena, which was like the basketball arena that was attached to the Meadowlands. Oh, okay, yeah. This fucking heifer. We go out. We eat dinner. She orders lobster. Takes two <laughs> bites and tells the fucking waiter to. Doggy bag it. So oh. that lets you know this night is shit. It's over. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this this is not going anywhere. 
we done seen the concert, she done got her meal, she's dumping me now. She lives on the whole other side of Brooklyn. I'm living in Bed-Stuy at the time, she living in Flatbush, and I don't even know her neighborhood. But, you know, my father's words are ringing in my head. You got to get a woman home no matter what you do. I'm not driving. This shit is all trains and buses. I got to do it. And I had to do it. And I was like, damn, $60 meal. We talking early 80s. $60 was, you know, 250 now. Yeah, I can imagine you in your head like two bites. I said, she's going to take my lobster and feed the next dude. She's gonna bang the next dude with my lobster and talk about the concert <laughs> that she went to with her girlfriends. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's the that's the worst. I went on a, a blind date before. This is before uh internet dating site, so I think I'm in her like on, on a chat line. And I went on a blind date. I got a, I wasn't even driving at this time, so I took the train out to Brooklyn. Oh my God! This first off, if anyone's seen the movie Friday, when he said the woman uh, had looked like Freddie Jackson, I understand what he means. Cause <laughs> I'm six foot one. This girl had to be like six foot. She looked like she just came out the uh, war. That's how many scars she had on her face and hands. Her hands looked like she was a, 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 a NBA player. Damn, this was a mess. And then she had to learn to introduce me to her mother. Ah, oh, she's you was a keeper. <laughs> Safe to say, to after, after that date, I was gone. I, uh, we went to the movies, and I don't even remember her name. That's how that's how quick I was out of there. Yeah, you want to know something? The absolute worst place on the planet to take a date. First date could never be a movie. Oh, I'm the movie oh, because I'm the movie king. You know why? You can't talk. You when you don't know them, you don't know them when you when you get in the movie theater. You won't know them when you leave the theater, because you got no chance to really talk. The whole idea is to not just be attracted to them physically, but to you know to make some kind of connection. And the theater ain't the way. So the movie would normally lead to dinner. I have a hope. Oh, uh, you know what? Damn. I guess that's the way it goes. Oh, you usually dinner, dinner movie. Yeah, okay. That that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. Um, but the, the I never. I you know what I like to do. Well, let's get something to eat. We can walk. We could talk. We could sit somewhere. You oh, know, I take you to the movies on like the third date. Okay. You know, because now by the third date, you know, I'm not, I'm not making it to date five. You know, without this shit going somewhere, I'm not just a. Uh, Spending machine, you need something to do on Saturday. Yeah, you the ATM every Saturday. Let me call them. You know, but I got I need something to do. You know, because you don't take a chick to the club on the first date either. Because now you're just taking, you taking her to the sausage factory, and she getting to choose uh, maybe a, another ch sausage. Yeah, I've never been to a club with a with a date. I might have met someone in like if I was going to the club, or if we both if she was going to the club and I was going to the club, I met them there, but uh, we're not going on a physical date in the club no no i mean that's that, that's not even a date you just took her out dancing yeah you no know, yeah. uh, see that's for couples this shit that you do for couples is stuff that you don't do for dating you know like uh like i was saying a woman and actually this is the modern day chicks are doing well 
say you 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 hook up you're a young guy you hook up with a woman she's got a good job she's highly educated she ain't got no kids at home so she's really just taking care of herself yeah you go out and she says listen here dude i'm paying for dinner tonight this day and age you have to let that young lady pay for dinner yeah. that night yeah you have to because you know I mean, what? I would your macho shit act. might be a turn off anyway. Yeah, because I mean, I w I prefer people that's self sufficient that way. Uh, I would probably if she say, "Oh, I'm gonna pay for dinner," I will probably say, "No, I'll just I'll pay." Or if she if she stressed that she must pay, I might offer just to pay for my half because I might feel a certain way, especially if it's the first date. Well, no, no, I'm not talking first date. I'm saying you're just starting out dating. You oh, they're starting out together. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's say it. say this is day three or four. She says, you know what? You know, took me out two times. You've been nice to me. You know, I'm not that type of chick, you know, where you always got to blue. See, because she's letting you see into the future that she's going to be all right saying, you know, I got some things covered. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Let her do it. I mean, because actually it might turn her off, you know. Okay, so you want to control by you know paying for everything so one day you can throw it in my face people have their reasons for all kinds of stuff so you know yeah no one wants to get thrown in the face hey I, uh you didn't say that when i took you out to such and such place yeah, yeah i don't yeah. believe in throwing things in people's face no 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 I, you know what let the women do that women have memories like elephants Piss a chick off and she could tell you about some shit you did five years ago, the date, the time, what you was wearing. Yep. Yes. They'll go back. I call them a, a, a time machine. Oh, yeah. They they have it. I mean, damn. I mean, me and my wife, I mean, we're not big arguers. First of all, I hate arguing. I hate arguing. Yeah. It's uh, just, hard arguing is a pain in the ass. Yeah, it's just two people getting angry instead of sitting down and fucking talking about something. And that means that somebody's buttons got hit. So, and somebody might say something that they don't mean. So I try not to do that. I try to guard my words. So I hate arguing. And and I've been fortunate in that, man. I've never really had, and I'm not arguing with no males. I've, I've passed that. That's just some <laughs> highly dangerous shit. You know what? Arguing with two men, especially if they're another guy like me, it's going to eventually lead to something physical. And yeah. guys don't get physical these days. Guys go straight to their gun. I mean, into yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't know the last time I've argued with a with a guy. Period. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've had some debates over sports, but not yeah. over anything real. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, I don't. You know, I don't argue over opinion based stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, like it's. And it, it, it leads me to another subject. It's like the internet. You go on the internet and you see these, these videos of two dudes beefing. I mean, in their face, beefing like two crazy people, right? Yep. That could never be me. My temper wouldn't allow it. Because the first time that you call me motherfucker like that, loudly in the street, I'm punching you right in the face. Yeah, we, I agree. I, I'm, I'm not. I, my switch goes from zero to 100, like they say, real quick. Real quick, because yeah, I don't have. Said about me. I'm not gonna be a YouTube video. You're not gonna vine me. Yeah, I have another friend. He was like, "You never let someone get in the same center block with you." If, if anybody know, when the streets in New York, there's like sections of the street is divided into you know your own square space. Oh, you know what? I and know those squares very someone, well. 
soon as someone get in that space, you li- you have to punch them right then and there. Yeah, you shouldn't be able to smell the next man's breath. Yeah. Unless you're about to kiss. There's yeah, no reason for his face to be that close to your face. You know, yeah, another tip, especially if you're a guy, you never want to get in an argument with a guy that has a woman with him. Because nine times out of ten, you're going to get jumped. And you know what? And she should jump in because you're the enemy now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it, and she's going to be dirt, like four times dirtier than him. Yeah. She's got to <laughs> go with the nails. You better hope she ain't got the shoes. But see... I th- you know, as I was saying this, I was thinking, I was saying, okay, we live in a society where 30 to 50 million Americans carry weapons per day. And I'm not talking just the illegals. I'm talking legal. Oh, why, yeah. why would a guy get into a fight if he's got a pistol on him and take the chance of you beating him up and taking his pistol? You get it? Why yeah, would he? Why would he take? That is too big a risk. So he would have to pull his pistol out. It makes perfect sense. Yeah, especially I think that's why we, those road rage incidents and people end up getting killed. I think they just had one in New Orleans and they had one in Vegas where um, people just someone cut someone off and next thing you know the other person just shot him. Oh yeah, you know, hey man. I, I think about that all the time. I say, damn, man, why would I get into a physical altercation with somebody if I got a gun on me? Yeah. Because now, say, for whatever reason, you get to jump on me. Now you see the pistol, you're going to automatically say, I'm taking that shit. And I might say, I'm going to take it. I'm going to use your own weapon on you. And what a hell of a legacy to leave. Oh, you know, Doc, what happened to him? Fucking got killed with his own gun. <laughs> you, know, you become a you become a punchline. He pulled you know? it out and he let the guy take it from him. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your punchline. You know what do you think about all this fucking social media discipline? Like people shaming or spanking and dogging out their children online. Online, yeah. I seen the one where the lady gave her son like a George Jefferson type haircut. Um. But there was one the other day that a woman said her son was too nice to strangers. So she she set him up to get kidnapped as he got off the school bus. It was like the most craziest thing in the world. But she is actually charges being pressed against her and the and the people that helped her. Oh wow! But I was like, you know, people are just insane. I mean that. If you're gonna discipline your child, do it. Don't you don't try to embarrass them for the whole public to see. Yeah, the reason I even brought that up is because a guy has a video out there right now on YouTube, and I love this video. It's it's a black guy with his son, and it starts off with just like the other ones, you know, come here, bend over, I'm gonna show you right now, and then he flips it, and he's like, you know what? I love this child. There ain't no fucking way I'm going to be hitting this child for your pleasure or amusement. You know, uh-huh. people don't realize the psychological damage that they do. Children, you know, we were all once children. Think about the shit that bothered you when you was a child that you still carry, that you can't get rid of, like, luggage. Yeah, well, I agree. Because something happened in school or class or whatever. And you still carry this. You just you still carry this thing with you your whole life. I mean, that's that's when kids are the most impressionable. 
You know, I think people don't understand how to get respect from their kids, or they let them have a free reign when they're younger, and by the time they become a teen, they try to uh, have this power over them, and it's too late. It's either you catch it early, you teach them about respect, or because when you, if you're going to wait for a kid to get 14, 15, to try teaching them about respect at that point, it's not going to happen. Yeah, you know what? I think I think uh, you know, not saying that somebody who has uh, any kind of expert opinion. I think that if a parent respects themselves, there's a certain amount of respect that just will automatically come back. When you carry yourself in a certain type of style, people will respect you because they also see that you will not allow disrespect. And it doesn't mean that you will do anything. You just will remove yourself from disrespectful situations. You say, you know what? No, that that person. We all know people who just demand respect. They're not mean. They're not evil. They're not even ass kickers or anything like that. It's just the way they carry themselves about life. Yeah, I and agree. It, even growing up, it was like if you we was taught how to respect people, but once we got a certain age, we really only had one rule in my in, in my house, and that was like you had to go to school. There was no such thing as I'm skipping 14 days of school. You had to be in school. And then once you graduated school, the next thing was either you follow by the house rules or you had to get out. And, and, and she was very strict with those rules as far as if you're not going to follow my rules, then you have to go. I understand that, and I can respect that. You know, there has to be uh, parameters. Uh, there has to be borders. There have to be, you know, the you can love and respect your mother and father, but you have to remember they're not your friends. And I think that's the problem now. A lot of people are making their kids like my kid is my best friend, and 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 and, and, and uh, they treat them as friends instead of as a parent. So when things happen, they're all shocked. But no, you're you're the parent, and you have to parent your child. You have to teach your child. Your child is not your friend. Your child is not your buddy. You shouldn't be going out having drinks with your child when they're like 16. It's not, yeah. it's not cool. What about you, a grown-ass person? Get some grown-ass friends. Or be your own friend. Yeah, be well, an example well, to your child. I also think some people try to live, relive their childhood through their kid. Yeah, vicariously living. Yeah, if you wanted to like go into, let's say, acting or modeling, but your parents never put you in in that so they try to like force their kid into that world everything like, i didn't do you're kid. gonna do yeah let your kid be a kid you if you're a good parent you're gonna end up understanding what your kid like and what your kid dislikes yeah that's true if they have something that's uh what do you call it if they have an interest or a hobby that they love and you support that you nurture it you invest in it if they really love it, they'll grow it. Because you think about kids. I've had 15 different things that I loved. When I was real little, I loved football. I didn't grow up to have the size where it was going to be a viable thing for me later on in life. I loved the drums. That was something that I could support easily throughout my life. I still drum. I'm, I'm a damn good drummer. You know, but I also played the trumpet and I hated the trumpet. 
<laughs> you know? So you find out what your child likes. I mean, because if you, you, you're a very special parent and it's a spe very special thing, if your child finds out as a child what the thing that they're supposed to do. I mean, most of us don't find out until way later in life. Yeah, I agree. And I tell people all the time, there's going to be trial and error. You're going to invest a lot of money in a certain thing that your child's just not going to like. I had my daughter in uh, gymnastics. She liked it for a little while. She didn't like it. Then she went to mixed martial arts. She enjoyed that, but she lost interest. Then she went to ballet. She lost interest. Then we took, uh, she ended up in swimming, and then she, she like, stuck with that. She, she enjoyed doing that. But I really now know that she really likes science, that she likes creating things. So anything, anytime we get an opportunity, we put her like in a, some form of creative art because that's what she really likes and that's what she takes to. Yeah, she, she you know what? So what they go through 20 things. That's them developing. They're like flowers. Let them develop and grow, man. They're going to have a lot of different kind of leaves on them. Yeah, I, I wish I had those some of those opportunities as a child to go into some of those things. Maybe I would have been in a different field now. Yeah, but it's not that it turns out bad. It's just some of us take a lot longer. That's why I said the ones who find out as little children, they're super blessed, man, because their families already know. Look at these little kids that's out there. They're already like DJs and 12 years old or, you know, entrepreneurs of uh, industries at 12, 13 years old. It's what they were born on this planet to do. We're all on this planet to do something. It's just figuring out what the hell it is. Hey, yeah, Nat, man, let's wrap this one up. All right, ladies and gents, um, once again, you can always hit us up on our social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at NetboyDoc. That's at NetboyDoc. You can, um, we'll post topics there for discussion. You can give us your opinion on the show or, or post things that you would like us to talk to. Um, I like to say we're making this an interactive podcast, so um, all questions will be answered. Sounds beautiful. Well, we're going to wrap this one up. It's been our pleasure talking to you. This is Doc speaking on behalf of Netboy. We're going to wrap this show up. We're going to tell you peace. And if you get a chance, tune into our special edition of the Royal Rumble and UFC wrap-up also being posted on all of our sites. Once again, have a great day. Peace.